You are listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast, home of the Retro Review Series, sponsored by Anchor. You can listen anywhere podcasts are available. Follow on Twitter at WPPod1. Hello and welcome to yet another retro review, courtesy of your very own wrestling purist. My name is Ryan, alongside Jeff. Big old shout out to um, new friends of the show, uh, Mister Mister Ben Sheeran and England's greatest export, Mister Oliver Gunner. Uh, if you missed that interview, it was um, one of the more fun hours I think that we've had on this show in general. It was. Um, it was it was really cool to have them on. What do you think? Yeah, I agree 100%. It, just real professionals and real genuine guys. You know, no BS, just them being themselves, telling us how it is. And it was really refreshing, really refreshing. Yeah, and I, and I swear, if I find out that um, that he does a top rope spot, and then goes for a submission and wins a match in this uh in this eminent A tournament. I'm gonna lose my shit. Um yeah, I will as well. So there's that. Uh yeah, so um new new way pros eminent eight tournament um is this Saturday, February 4th, uh from the West Vigo Community Center in West Terre Haute, Indiana. Doors open 5 30 p.m. Show starts 6 30 p.m. Get your tickets at nwpticks.com. So that you can see Oliver Gunner, um, sponsored by the Wrestling Purist Podcast, uh, bring home the dub. Um, and then we get a cool little plaque. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so this is so this episode is the first of a five-part series. Um, I was gonna schedule it for next year. But it's one of those things where the further you schedule it down the line, the less you want to do it. Um, and um, <laughs> I think I think that's the point. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, for, well, for some of us, but please yeah. continue. Um, but it's also one of those things that I think it, I think needs to be talked about, needs to be discussed here. Does it? Um, well, we'll get to it. Let's talk about the girl. <laughs> um, I'm referring to it as the girl. Um, this is the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, from April 27th, 2018, taking place um from the King Abdullah International Stadium in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. As I stated earlier, this is um the first of a five part series we're doing. Um, with WWE and Saudi prior to the pandemic, um, I have a feeling that later down the line we'll do a we'll do a series where we just focus on all the pandemic stuff because I I can tell you now in our lifetime we're never going to experience anything else like like it. No, um, and having lived through it, I think we do have a um, a different viewpoint on everything and. Um, but we're going to focus on, um, in this five-part series, the matches that happened before that. Um, so we're just starting in order here with the GUR and working our way forward. 
So WWE in Saudi Arabia, um, they had been running. Uh, they ran a couple of house shows in in Saudi, um, right before um, they announced the ten year strategic partnership um, with the General Sports Authority. Um, it's the government that's responsible for sports in Saudi Arabia. Um, so we have until not, 2028. Not to be confused with the sporting goods score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dicks. It, you know, sports authority. If, uh, oh, my gosh. If they're even yeah. open anymore. Um, I do know that um, there was one open over, over in Central Park. Oh, well, that one's gone, but I mean. Oh, way, way gone. Um, well, I typed in Sports Authority and Dick Sporting Goods came up. So, um, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good, uh, ah, fucking take that for what it's worth. Um, um, June 30th, 2016, Dick Sporting Goods won the auction for Sports Authority's brand name and intellectual property. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know that. So, man, no shit. Yeah. Well, mm. Just to give everyone an idea of some of the topics um, that we'll be discussing um, um, and just some of the criticism that has plagued both WWE and um, the entire partnership with with Saudi Arabia. Um, So women's rights, obviously, um, you know, since the Give Divas a Chance era, um, of WWE that women have been more in the forefront. Um, we've main evented, we've done Hell in a Cell matches, we have our own Rumble. Um, full pay-per-views. Full pay-per-views. Um, I can tell you, you will not see a woman re- wrestle on the show. Um, and we'll get to that more as we do get women involved um, in the ring. Um there was the um there was the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Uh that will be when we cover Crown Jewel 2018. Um along with lawsuits, travel issues, and a myriad of wrestlers just flat out refusing to travel and work. Um this is such a hot button topic with you know the you know internet wrestling community uh with the fans with you know everybody from point A to point B um so it's definitely going to be an interesting series as we kind of go through um and we and we talk a little bit more about this um but yeah but we start here with the gur this is the first um main um PLE uh, with that partnership. So, um, no, no build, no build needed. Um, I think this is just um, a compilation of matches that just happen to be in the right place at the right time. Um, and as we go through this show, I think it's very obvious what the matches are that have a slight build and the ones that don't. And um, we start off with it pretty quick, but um, 
before that, I got to ask, anytime we talk about a Saudi Arabia show, Jeff, what do we refer to it as? Blood money. Blood money, baby, because that's all it is. This was started by Vince. Um, Obviously, Vince came back. uh, He's handling the sale of WWE because it's financially driven. So that's what this is. That's what brings it all around is the almighty dollar. Um, I say we just get into this because um, this uh, this is a long show. A very long show to get through. Yeah. I mean, we. Sh- I mean, to be fair to us, we shouldn't be too, too bad talking. You know, we should kind of zip through it because it, it's <laughs> it, it, no, I mean, like it's a long show. But they're just matches, yes. you know, they're not necessarily like, you know, there isn't too much. We're literally just grading matches because there's some storyline, but not really. You know, that makes sense. Oh, and spoiler alert. Um, you're lucky if I name all of the competitors in this goddamn Royal Rumble, because one by one, that that sh- that that shit ain't happening. Just saying it now. So if you came for that, sorry, not not sorry. I'm not talking about it. You heard the man. There you go. Um, show starts off. Um, you get the national anthem of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, followed by the national anthem of the United States of America. Inspiring. Um, video package, fine. Uh, we get a uh, we get a pyro show. Um, crowd is red hot. Um, the environment, um, just on the surface, looks like a big time event. Yeah, I uh, will give them that. They're right about that. Uh, we get Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxton on the call uh, for this one, and we do get uh, the first match of the evening. It is. Uh, Triple H taking on John Cena. And just a reminder, it's 2018. Um, Triple H gets a huge pop. Um, uh, He's been healing it up on TV, but he gets in front of the Saudi crowd and they cheer him like there's nobody's to like it's nobody's business. Boy, do they. Um, and then John Cena, the same thing, just a, just a big pop. Um, there were kids on stage with him, um, dressed in Cena gear, um, and obviously the typical Cena rundown to the ring. Um, but yeah, um, opening match there, Jeffrey. What are your What are your thoughts on this one? Um, I I actually enjoyed it. It just maybe it's just a little bit of bias, just because we haven't seen Trips in a long time. It was actually kind of refreshing seeing him and how much you probably miss him a little bit. Uh, just being in the ring and everything he does. Yeah. You know, how, how can I, how can I miss you if you don't go away? Well, he's gone forever. And, you know, you, you look at him here and you're like, man, he still looks good, still can wrestle. So, how's it going on? Um, the kids were hot for John Cena. So, with all the blood money thing, too, like, yes, fuck Saudi Arabia, but. I'm happy that the kids got to see John Cena because they were they were super pumped about that. 
Yeah, and you can tell just right out of the gate just their faces and their enthusiasm. Um, yeah, they were all set for it. So good, good for them. Um, definitely an older feel as far as the match vibe. Um, I do like how they kind of played into the rivalry a little bit. Um, you know, Cena going for his uh, typical spots, his moves of doom. Um, Triple H cuts him off a couple times throughout. Um, and I liked it because um, throughout, it seems like, you know, Trips has an answer for all of Cena's offense. Um, and the reason it works for me is because once you get to the point where Cena does hit, you know, saying you know, like a five a five knuckle shuffle, it means more. To, yeah, it means more at that point to where you try, try, try. Your opponent has everything scouted, and then you finally connect, and it means that much more. So, yep. as as far as far as of an older feel for me, and I say old in the sense of like two thousands era. Um, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was such a smart decision to open with this match. Um, they knew that the crowd was going to be hot for this. Um, I think the only other match that you could have ha- had open um, would probably be the ladder match. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was a really smart booking decision to have this going first. Yeah, um, you open up and everybody knows Triple H. Everybody knows obviously john cena and it it was just the right move for 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 everything to get the to get the crowd pumped you got john cena's entrance you got triple a's entrance i mean i can't think of maybe outside undertaker and a couple other guys but two better guys to start off a place you haven't been ever mm-hmm. you know what i mean to to start off a pay-per-view mm-hmm. absolutely and then cena does win um hits an aa um then he hits another one right right thereafter. Um, it looked like the crowd was happy about it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Um, I was definitely not expecting this match to be that good. I'll be honest. Um, I mean, and it's, and you know, nothing against um, Cena or Trips, but when you're pretty solidified into that, uh, part-timer role it's a little different um just getting up and like oh yeah we're uh just gonna go to saudi and work yeah um yeah I mean, i'm with you it goes to show you how much a professional he is but yeah i'm definitely with you to knock the rust i mean i guess i guess it's rust knock the rust off but to just mm-hmm. hit it and roll i mean you know yeah um and then you get a cena promo right after the match um, you know, very, very face promo from him. Um, thank, thank you, thank all of you for allowing me to be part of something so special. Crowd special loved him. Crowd loved him. That's what I can say. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really um taking taking account of everything. Um, involved with the match, um, I thought it was a solid opener. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
we do get a um we do get the commercial for the WWE pay-per-views that are coming up. Um and then we get our next match. It is um and small rest in peace for this one. Um it's the Cruiserweight Championship match. Uh we have Cedric Alexander defending against um Kalisto. And Kalisto just wants to be you know, just wants to do some uh good some good lucha things. So um never never forget about good lucha things ever. Um, lucha lucha. Um so yeah, this happened. <laughs> um the uh, this match was this match was fine. Um the crowd gave no fox. Yeah, boy, they couldn't care less. Um, and I'm not gonna lie to you, neither could I. Wow. Okay. H- hear me out. It's not a bad match. It just was. I'm not saying it was all over the place, but it just was. I don't know. Maybe dare I say after seeing Cena and and. And trips, it was just boom, 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 boom. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was just one after the other after the other. It was all the stuff going on. Again, like, which isn't a bad thing. But I I don't know. I, I just couldn't get I couldn't get behind it. This reminded me very much so of a Ring of Honor opener. Yeah, that's fair. Um where it's just spot after spot and um it's the match that's getting you excited for what's to come mm-hmm. um and you know damned if they didn't try though um i will say that even though like you were saying it's it it's kind it's kind of all over the place um you you can tell they were trying to put something together and yeah you know um I mean, you know, obviously Kalisto's a, g- a good athlete. Cedric Alexander, you know, is is worth more than his weight. Um, yes. You know, and you know, poor poor Cedric Alexander, not getting any love on Raw right now. But um, this is a fine match. Um, I think it really just does suffer from the lack of crowd reaction. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it, was, it so, so, something was going on with it. That's that's all I can say. Yeah, um, I did, I did enjoy the finish. Um, Felisa avoids the lumbar check, um, goes for the Salida del Sol. It gets countered into a lumbar check by Cedric Alexander, and he retains. Um, so I will say that. Thanks for trying, but. Nah, dog. Didn't work. Something was going on. Yeah, I'm with you. Up next, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Um, the titles are vacant right now. Because, um, damn it, why Why not? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking as to why... Um, Actually, why they're vacated? Because, um, I'm I'm sure 
They said it. Oh, god damn it. That's why. Um, on me. So, um, this is coming off of WrestleMania 34, um, in which um, the champions going into WrestleMania 34 were um, were Cesaro and Sheamus. And then at WrestleMania, um, they were challenged uh, by Braun Strowman and a partner oh, of his choosing. Nicholas. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Braun Strowman and Nicholas are the former Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, okay, Nicholas. And then Nicholas voluntarily relinquished the tag title due to scheduling conflicts uh, because he was a fourth grader. Um, <laughs> sure. Why not? We're, we're not making it up, folks. Look, I, I, w- I wish I was. Um, and spoiler alert, uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy win this match. And the reason I spoil it now is because I'm looking back and they actually have the longest raw tag team title reign since the new day broke, broke the record. Who, who does Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Ugh. So they hold the title for 80 days. I, um, I watching this, I forgot they were actually a tag team. For real, for real. It's tough. But uh so they hold the tag titles for 80 days. Um between this and looking back, um, the new day obviously broke the record 483 days. Um but at that point, um you had 42 days, 63, 50, uh, 63 again. Um, 77, 78, a couple got close, but, um, yeah. And, god damn it. Sure, because let's care about our tag teams now. You know how it goes. Oh, and this is, oh, and this is Woken, Matt Hardy, by the way. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. And still got the delete chance, and we're still milking this cow for all it's got. Um, I think at this point we've already had the um, the final deletion, um, the Hardy Compound match version <laughs> from TNA, but in WWE. Oh, never, never God, forget. Don't, don't, don't never forget. TNA did it deletion. first. TNA did it first, and TNA did yeah. it the best. Um, what I will say about this tag match is that it's an average tag match um, between an actual tag team, and then on the other side of the ring, you have two guys in character. Yeah, um, 100%. And Matt Hardy is pretty much immobile at this point. There's a tag team, and then the other two guys work at Spirits. <laughs> Spooky Spirits. Oh, yeah. Um, Matt Hardy is yet to have his um, tailbone fused to his spine. So he is yet uh, – so he's still immobile so, at this point. Go ahead. So I was wondering because when he came out, he was like limping, and I was like, ugh. Like, 
Yeah, and you know what? I, I mean, you got to really... work. You know, you got a paycheck. Do you know? Do your thing, but oof. Yeah, and I think this is. Um, it was during his feud with Bray Wyatt. He introduced the broken gimmick. Um, oh, sorry. Um, it was called the Ultimate Deletion in in WWE. I'll make sure we get it right now. Yeah, um, but that the aforementioned WrestleMania 34. Um, it was uh, during the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, um, oh yeah. Um, I want to circle back to this because this is fucking oh, wild. Boy. Anyway. Um. But no, Matt Hardy wins that with the help of a returning uh, Bray Wyatt. And then they are now um, referred to as the Deleters of Worlds. Yeah, that's right. The dual um, entrance and all that. Uh, uh, yuck. Um, Jesus Christ. Can you name any other Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winners? Um, besides who? Uh, well, besides Matt Hardy, because that was the one I gave you. Um, Big Show. Okay, that's good. It, so and then I'll, so I'll tell you, there's a total of eight. Um, and you've and we've named two. Okay, Big Show. Uh, Strowman. Yep, that's another one. He won at WrestleMania thirty-five. Last eliminated. Uh, um, SNL alum Colin Jost. Oh, okay. Um, Cesaro? Yep, he was the inaugural winner at WrestleMania 30. Wow, okay, and I think that's all my wheelhouse. Um, maybe one more, a couple more seconds. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, I think that's it, God. I think it's all I got. <laughs> um, so you got Cesaro. He was at 30. Uh, Big Show was at 31. Baron Corbin won WrestleMania uh, 32. I, I I actually didn't know that one. I didn't know. I just forgot. Like that one, I actually, yeah, you're right. I remember that one. Now, the other one's like Mark. No, not Mark Henry. I don't know. Go ahead. Um, this is the one where Shaq was in it. <sighs> um, but also, uh, this was Baron Corbin's main roster debut and won it. Um. At WrestleMania 33, it was Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh. Last eliminating Jinder Mahal with the help of Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, don't hinder Jinder. Well, he's hindering on NXT now. Um, Got Matt Hardy. Obviously, that's where we're at now. Got Braun Strowman. He was at WrestleMania 35. Um, Didn't have one at 36 because of the pandemic. Um, 37... um, if I'm not mistaken, this is the one that wasn't on WrestleMania. Yep. Um, so then so yeah. the last two ones are on SmackDown. Um the WrestleMania 37 weekend one was won by Jay Uso. Um mm. yep, and then um God, props if you can get the most recent winner. Oh, um, I there's no way. From, there's no from, you. <laughs> um it is it is mad it's mad cat moss oh yeah i could have could have gave me a million guesses 
Because why? Because why not? Um, also, last eliminated Finn Balor. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but <laughs> back off of that tangent. Um, this is an average tag match, like we said, with an actual tag team and um, two people that are just um, along for the ride. Mm. Um, uh, Bray Wyatt hits Sister Abigail on Sheamus. Um, Matt Hardy tags in. Um, they hit a double team twist of fate on Sheamus, and Matt Hardy wins. And they are the new tag champions. So, um, this is also this is also a very predictable um, finish because uh, the bar were on SmackDown and Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt were on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, pretty obvious who was going to take home the titles there. Um. But yeah, we move on here. Um, oh my god, I forgot about something we missed from the from the Royal Rumble. I'll get to it here in a second. Um, we're stumbling upon here on the match uh, for the United States Championship. It is Jeff Hardy defending against um, the aforementioned. You better not. You, you better not hinder him. It's Jinder Mahal, and I read it's this Jinder. and. And I remembered we forgot to talk about Hardy's live performance at the Rumble. What do you mean? Um, it was, it was between, um, it was between the women's Rumble and the main event, and they had a live performance by by Hardy, who had sang the theme song for the Rumble. Oh man. Totally forgot about that until just yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was not good. <sighs> Nobody asked for it and it was not received well by the higher ups. So good. Don't do it again. No, imagine that. Um also this match was not good. <laughs> no. God damn it, that's all I have for this one. And it's this match is remembered for um for the Jeff Hardy spot where he goes for Whisper in the Wind, misses by a country mile, and yeah. Ginger still bumps for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- this match was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um and like what well. I'm not saying why, I guess, but we had to see Jeff Hardy on this pay-per-view. Or I'm sorry, this premium live event. Um I guess so. Um I don't know why, but um this match goes six minutes and ten seconds, and it's six minutes and ten seconds that I will never get back. Yeah. That's about the best I can do with it. Um Jeff hits a twist of fate, hits a swanton. It's over, baby. Tag tag it and bag it. Uh um crowd pop for though. 
Who did? That's the one thing that the crowd likes who they like, so. Um, so this next portion, um, is a, is a little weird and I want to get your take on it. Um, so, um, so we get Jeff, you know, with the pop in the crowd, um, we get the video with John Cena for world wish day. Mm -hmm. Um, we get a shot of the announced team. Uh, Byron Saxton is over on the kickoff desk. So they talk to them. Um, we get a video package. We get a, 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 a segment with Chris Jericho and, and Daniel Bryan. Um, just, so that all happens for the next match. How did you feel about all that? Oh, I mean, that, that's typical WWE. I mean, I didn't think anything of it. So... It was actually longer than normal, and it was not mentioned on the broadcast, but this was a 15-minute um, intermission for prayer. Oh, oh, well, because, yeah, yeah, because they have to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, do what you got to do, I guess. Well, there there was also, too, the... Um, they showed that like Saudi package too of them. Like, look how, look how, um, like, look how forward thinking we are. We're letting yep. women drive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, oh, we're also banning women, uh, women and men sitting together. Like, yeah. Also, too, when you look at this show, you see any women in the crowd? I didn't think so. <laughs> um, it's funny you said about driving cars. Uh, fun fact about the glorious state of Virginia that we live in. Um, it used to be a law that a woman couldn't drive a car without a man being in front of that car waving red flags. Good luck with that. Virginia's for lovers, everybody. Uh, that it is. Um, well, back to the action here. Um, SmackDown tag titles on the line here um, as the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, that would be Eric Rowan and uh, Luke Harper, uh, also known as Mr. Brody Lee, um, taking on the Usos, uh, Jimmy and Jay, um, or as I like to call them, uh, Jay and DUI Uso. Um, this is... I don't know what happened here because they were only given um, just about five minutes to work. And it was good for the five minutes that they were working, but um, spots felt rushed, didn't get a chance to gel or vibe. Um, and it kind of showed. So I was thinking the same thing. And if you'd have told me like, oh, they only had five minutes, I'd have been like, I'd have been like, really? But now, since you said that, that's that's the problem. Yeah, they they needed at least ten. I think. I think you know, spacing out a little bit, getting some more build in there, um, would have been fine. But I don't know if it was cut short because of the because of the intermission. I don't know if that was just the plan or if they wanted to make sure they had time for other things. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, when you're doing four and five hour shows. 
you think when when you do a four and five hour shows, you would think like, oh, well, they have all the time in the world. Uh, yeah, but they really don't. You're trying to cram all this stuff in this little like time period, and that's apparently that's that's what happened here. It's yeah. it, it's it's not a bad match. It's just mm -hmm. a rushed match. No, um, I wouldn't say it works in the Bludgeon Brothers' favor, but them getting the win in five minutes over an established team like the Usos, um, makes them seem like you know like they're the big bads. Um, so not super terrible. Um. But it was just an average tag tag match. This could have been on TV. Mm -hmm. This whole pay per view could have been on TV. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. I was going to yeah. say that till later, yeah. but this whole pay per view could have been on TV. No. Um. We get a we get an ad for Backlash coming up, uh, the following month. Um. We get the video package for our next match, um, which is the four way ladder match. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, fuck. Um, so we have Seth Rollins uh, defending <laughs> against the Miz, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe. And the only reason I said that was I recognize that Samoa Joe is in this match. Um, Samoa Joe is the new TNT champion. So he beat Darby. He beat Darby. Why are they? Why are they playing hot potato then? I don't live inside the mind of Tony Khan. I try not to. Um, well, Samoa Joe is the king of television. Come on. All right, let's, let's finish Blood Money. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, man, this is my match of the night. Which um, one? This one, the ladder match. Ladder match. Yeah. Um, it was between this and then the next match. Um I, I only uh, <laughs> damn it. Um no, I I enjoyed this. Um we obviously knew kind of what the result was gonna be because um uh, there was no reason to take the title off of Rollins. Um um, he just had won it weeks prior at Mania. Um, but you have four super capable workers, uh, given the time. You know, Rollins is obviously, you know, the MVP for WWE in 2022 outside of outside of Roman. Mm -hmm. The Miz is a consistent worker. Um, Joe, this is Samoa Joe in 2018. So not the out of shape, overweight Joe that he is now. Um, and then you have Finn Balor, who is arguably one of the rising talents here in 2018 for um, for Raw. So um, obviously this was expected to be a strong match, and I believe it was. I think this is easily the match of the night for me. Um <sighs> There's it's spots galore, um, foot stomps galore, ladder spots, moonsault spots, somersault spots, um, tower of doom spots, um, slow movement up the ladder spots. Like, oh, I'm so weak, I can only climb one rung of the ladder at a time. You know? Oh yeah. 
to the max. That. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It fucking works. This thing goes 16 minutes. It's nice. It's crisp. Um, it's it's a really good ladder match. Uh, it is. It's not Shawn Michaels wrestling a tackling dummy for 30 minutes. This is actually a ladder match. And <laughs> um, this isn't my match of the night. But yeah, if I know, s- I know what is. Yeah, but if I'm not begrudging um, that you have this match of the night, this was the first match that didn't see that actually seemed like a pay per view match, you know, and not just uh, a raw match, if that makes sense, you know. This one looked like it was actually kind of special. Yeah. Well, not special, but, but, but different, but worth a damn. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the main issue with this with this entire card really um you know go and I, we'll get into it a little more at the end here um but everybody had a role everybody played it um god props all four for these guys some of the bumps and spots like you fly halfway around the world to, and you don't know how the crowd's going to react and you're taking spots like this props that's that's it man props Yep. Um, Balor has a um, has a bloody eye. Um, Rollins is celebrating with the IC title. We get a um a video package about WWE tryouts and Jetta. Um. Oh, sorry. Hosted by Matt Bloom, um, also known yeah. as A Train, also known as Prince Albert, also known as Lord Tensai, also known as Sweet Tea. Sweet Tea, I forgot about that one actually. God damn. Um. <laughs> so, uh, this next seg segment, um. <sighs> I don't want to shit on it too too much, but. Um, um go I feel like you really want one to. No, no, to be fair to them, like you you're in their uh uh home country and you've got to put on some you know, some some type of something for them. So I mean, I'm 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 not knocking them. You know, hey. You, you better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um it it, it, it could have been worse. It could have mm-hmm. been worse, right? For sure. Yeah, it wasn't um, awful. So there's four WWE quote unquote prospects in the ring. Um, they talk about how they're waiting. They've been waiting for WWE to come to Saudi. Um, and now they're there for Saudi WWE super superstars. Um and then you have and then you have Mansoor that does a promo about how they're living their dream. Out come the dastardly heels. Um uh the Davari brothers, that'd be Arya mm-hmm. and Sean. Um Sean Sean Davari, um known for his time with good old Muha, that'd be Muhammad Hassan. Mm-hmm. Um, also his time with Kurt Angle and Mark Henry. Um also known as Sheikh Abdul Bashir in TNA. Um 
Now you'll see him occasionally because he's a producer. So anytime there's a brouhaha, you see him out there with, um, you know, Gregory Helms, Nightmare on Helm Street, um, Maple Leaf Muscle, Petey Williams trying to break stuff up. So always good to see yeah. him. Um, but they come in with the with the Iran flag. Awesome. <laughs> um. But obviously, it gets to a point where um, the four "quote unquote" uh, prospects uh, dump the dastardly heels. Um, so good little spot there for the home for the home crowd. Oh boy! Um, WWE Championship matchup next. Um, it is. Um, AJ Styles defending against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I have a feeling this is your match, match of the night. So I'll let you start. This is my match of the night. God um, damn it, I knew it. Yeah. So wading through all the bullshit that is this feud, because this feud actually wasn't any good, just because WWE ruined it. They tried to capitalize on the buzz from Wrestle Kingdom 10. So I got it, but they were never going to let these guys wrestle like that. But this match, uh, by its uh, standing on its own among all the other bullshit with this, is, is actually really good. Um, I'm not a fan of the Nakamura and the dick punch and all this like weird stuff before. He doesn't speak English. And like, I get his heel, but I just, just wasn't, you know. And then. Then we had a spot I'd never seen before. Um, AJ jumps off the top rope, almost hits the ref. The ref turns around like, oh, I don't want to get hit. And then while he's doing that, has his back turned, then Nakamura punches him in the dick. But then he kicks out. Uh, <laughs> and then later later in a, in a pay-per-view, is this before or after the double? This is before the double dick, dick kick city, right? Yep. Yeah, so then later you have a double dip kick city and, you know, ugh. But before we get to all of that garbage, this match was really good and this is my match of the night. It didn't seem forced. It didn't seem out of place. It was two professionals that know what the hell they're doing that are really good wrestlers that put on a really good match. Yeah, and I, compl- and I completely agree because this was definitely a solid match. Um the ending is why I couldn't really give it my match of the night. Um, just yes, I just wasn't vibing with it. Um, we had already seen at WrestleMania, um, which again, we've said it once, we'll keep saying it. Vince McMahon does not like foreigners. No, why, why do you think the man books? Nakamura and Asuka to win the Rumble in the same year. And then at that WrestleMania, they lose their title shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for no reason whatsoever, Nakamura turns heel. Um, None. N- no reason at all. Um, but you know what you're getting. If this is without all the nonsense and all of the chicanery, you have a you have a wrestling match with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now this isn't Bullet Club AJ Styles um, shooting at Nakamura and him grabbing the uh, bullet and swallowing it from you know Wrestle Kingdom as Jeff was saying, um, but this is 
for what it is, this is a solid match. And yeah, the ending, God fucking damn it. Um, and it's a double count out. Um, so terrible. Yeah. Um, they're both, um, on the floor, um, style, um, you have AJ Styles tackle Nakamura over the announce table. Um, ref keeps counting. Um, they go through the barricade, keep counting. Um, yeah. Poopy. A poopy finish. Okay. At least have the ref like catch Nakamura taking him to like Dick Hit City or something, you know? Like yeah. I'd rather that because at least it's back to the storyline, the original storyline where, oh yeah, haha, I just kicked I just kicked you in the dick and I've been doing it on TV. And you know, at least it makes sense with the storyline. But we just have this double count out finish for no reason, just so AJ can be protected and still have the WWE championship. Like I Pretty much, it hurt. It hurts it a little bit too much for me. Um, <sighs> obviously, this wouldn't be the end of the feud. Um, then we get a hype video package. Um, for our next match, um, one that I'm sure that Jeff is super excited for. Um, it is the casket match. Um. Between uh, between Rusev Day, um, which is Rusev with Aiden English, um, oh God taking on God, who is he? Who is he wrestling in this? Um, the old Undertaker. Bong. <laughs> hey, how do you like a casket match with no build? None. Um, quite question for you: Which lasted longer, the Undertaker's entrance or the Bludgeon Brothers USO match? Oh, Undertaker's entrance. Um, Undertaker's entrance. Be close. Was just, it was just the Undertaker's entrance was just over four minutes. The Bludgeon yeah. Brothers match was five minutes. I was gonna say it's it's got to be close. Um. Uh, fuck it. I'm not I'm not wasting any time on this. Yeah. Um you he don't... beat him up, he put him in yeah. the casket, it's it's done. Yeah. Um this match goes almost ten minutes. It goes nine minutes too long. Um I just don't understand. Okay, so this was actually supposed to be Jericho. Um it was supposed to be Jericho, it wasn't supposed to be Rusev. And Jericho was like, "No, I'm not coming back to do this match." Um, so now it, so now it's Rusev, uh, for whatever reason. Um, well, we'll 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 get into it later. But fuck Chris Jericho too. Yeah, um, this is his last be, appearance be, in WWE too. Well, because I'm only saying that. Well, I can say it for many reasons, but he was slamming them for doing the Saudi shows, and then I watched this show, and I was like, "Oh no, not you, Chris Jericho! You didn't get a payday off of this." Like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> like, yeah, because he slammed him while he was in AEW about doing these type of shows, which he wasn't wrong about that necessarily. But with that being said, um, who didn't know you got a piece of the pie to come over here? No, you're right. 
Um, it's just and so I, this I, man, I, yeah, go, yeah go ahead. I I forgot if you'd have told me like, hey, did you ever do any blood money? I'd have been like, no, he was gone by then, you know. No, lo and behold, he wasn't. Um, he did one. This is his loan of blood money, and I know that during the um, Brody Lee celebration of life, Jericho had actually a really cool story um, about like how Brody Lee was just so knowledgeable about pretty pretty much everything, um, and it was a story from their time in Saudi, which is actually from this show. So um, a nice little tie in there um, to go along with that story, but. Um, this Undertaker Rusev match did not need to happen. We did not need to bury Rusev, literally, <laughs> um, and figuratively. Look, and I'm sure Rusev, like you know, the talent um, is like, wow, I can say that I got to wrestle the uh, the Undertaker. Like I'm like that's something that not a lot of people get to say or do. That's like. Um, during you know Hogan's final run with WWE in the early to mid two thousands, anybody suddenly with Hogan was like, "Holy shit! I just wrestled Hulk fucking Hogan!" Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah. Like I I feel like I feel like it I feel like it was that kind of moment for Rusev. So, um, I mean, cool, but match didn't need to happen, and he didn't need to get buried for it. Um, up next is uh, the steel cage match uh, where Brock Lesnar is defending his universal championship against Roman Reigns. Ugh. So this was super exhausting for me. Why, why do you say that? Um, so the match is it's fine. Knowing what we know now where Roman Reigns is now the, you know, top heel and the top guy in the company. Um, and we're still in this era where we have to have, um, you know, Roman Reigns go through all these trials and tribulations against Brock Lesnar to try and come out on top and to try and win. And we're in Saudi Arabia where little did we know then, but whatever the Saudi, um, you know, Prince wants, he's going to get. So I can bet your ass. He said, yeah, I want Brock Lesnar to, I want Brock Lesnar to win. And we'll get into more on that, um, about what the requests were to be on the show here in a little bit. But um, I can assure you that this is probably one of the requests that was on the list was brought, was, was Brock Lesnar winning. Um. Without like not not getting into that, well, well, just to to talk about something else like the actual match. For me, was it not weird? Was it not weird seeing uh, Roman Reigns like in this light? Oh, it's super weird seeing now you know pre-pandemic Roman. Yeah, and again. He was the worst in the sense of they were trying to shove him down our throats, even here. But now after this whole you know, head of the table thing, you see him you see him here, you're like, oh man, like 
wow, you know, like, ugh. Yeah, it, it's, it just reminds you of the time where, like, this is the almighty conquering baby face that we want you to like, so take it. Um, obviously didn't work out. Um, and this spot they've done before, um, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, Roman hits the spear, but he hits it on the Lesnar through the cage. Um, and Brock Lesnar's feet hit the floor first. Um, so Brock wins. Um, That's not for it. God Um, damn it. I really can't explain it. Um, They tried to make it like kind of like a dusty finish to where like they were saying that, you know, Brock landed on the cage and hit the floor, but Roman had his full feet on the floor first. And I was not, I was not having it. Yeah. uh, I mean, I don't like, it wasn't a terrible spot, but it's just been done too many times, and I get it. It may it, it was a, it was a a good finish to to make everybody look good necessarily, but you know, sure. And I I guess we're gonna I guess we're gonna get into it later. You know, later here. I guess what did or didn't happen, or what you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. Wasn't having it. Didn't have that. Wasn't having this next match. Um, it's the fifty-man Royal Rumble match. Um, winner gets the trophy and the championship. It's not a championship that you can defend. It's just a prize that you win. So, um, hooray! Um, I'm just really just gonna pop through in and out. Um, Daniel Bryan was number one. Um. This is now a huge issue when we start talking about records and what rumbles count, which ones don't. Um, Daniel Bryan lasts an hour and 16 minutes and five seconds. Um, If you count this as a rumble, Daniel Bryan holds the record. If you don't count it as a rumble, Gunther is um, the new record holder of the Royal Rumble time spent in a single match this this isn't a record to me this isn't a rumble to me i mean it's the greatest royal rumble so i mean i bet it is there are some people that dispute whether it's one or the other but honestly i mean is it at the royal rumble no so it's not a royal rumble that's how i feel um yeah, Dolph Ziggler, Sin Cara, Curtis Axel. Um, number five is Mark Henry. What yeah. about so good. Uh, what about Mikey Bennett? So hey, <laughs> fly all, all the way out to Saudi Arabia. You're gonna jump in the ring, Mark Henry's gonna close on you out, and then your night's done. You know, travel halfway around the world to get put out in <laughs> ten seconds. Yeah, boy, I hope. And again, like, don't get me wrong. Like, these guys are getting paid, and girls are getting paid. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. I got it. But man, that would have pissed me off if that. <laughs> man, that would have pissed me off. 
Yeah, and I bet he got a payday for it. But I'm sure he did. Yeah. Um, so he was number six. Number seven uh is is Hiroki Sumi. Um uh sumo wrestler. Um this is because the prince wanted Yokozuna. Um <laughs> um didn't know he was dead. Um, so this is what they got. Oh yeah. And it's really sad that this is kind of the reasoning why he was in this is is because oh hey you look you look like Yokozuna that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna leave it alone. No, don't. Like so, when he comes out, Mark Henry kind of looks too. And Mark Henry's probably thinking, like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, the hell is this guy? Um, because this is the time where Mark Henry's just going on a rampage of throwing people out. Mm-hmm. Um, this is courtesy of the Wrestling Observer. Um, is is this guy a real wrestler or no? no he's he's a, a I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a sumo wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Um. They requested um, names like Yokozuna, the Ultimate Warrior, and the Undertaker to be brought in, which explains why Undertaker was booked for the show. They also requested for WWE to bring in the announcers, quote, with the crown and the black hat, Hmm. which explains why it was first announced that JR and the King would be doing commentary for the show. Um, They got moved to the kickoff, whatever. Ugh. Um, also, um, also, your sumo boy was wearing spandex under yeah, tights under his thing. I, I yes. guess that was too much, too much skin for, for the Saudis. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but that would be the reasoning why we got Hiroki Sumi in this. Um, then we get Victor, Kofi Kingston, Tony Nice, uh, Dash, Dash Wilder, one half of F, FTR. Number twelve is Hornswoggle. Okay. Uh, um, we get Primo, Xavier Woods, Bo Dallas, because all you have to do is Bo Leave. Uh number 16 is Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um we get Scott Dawson. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is 2018 Kurt Kurt Angle, so um we already kind of know what the path is here where he loses his retirement match to Baron Gorbin and they do nothing with it. Nope, done. Um, 17 is Scott Dawson. Then we get Goldust. Connor, Big Con, who is now with Impact. Um, Elias, Luke Gallows. The War Machine Rhino. Uh, making an appearance from 205 Live, it's Drew Gulak. Um, and then 24 is um, a young Tucker Knight. Um, totally forgot he was in this. Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was like Tucker. Not- oh my gosh, heavy machinery. Yeah, Tucker. Jesus, Tucker. Okay. Um, twenty-five is how, Bobby Roode. Sorry, guys. How how Otis has a job but Tucker doesn't is beyond me. I think you know why. Tucker's a charisma vacuum. That's okay. That's that's and yeah, but. 
shit. Otis is full. Otis is full of it. Um, 25 is Bobby Roode, followed by Fandango, uh, Chad Gable. Um, number 28 is Rey Mysterio. Um, we get Mojo Rawley, Tyler Breeze, um, Big E, Carl Anderson, Apollo Crews. Number 34, Roddy Strong. Awesome. Yeah, Roddy. Um, 35 is good old Randy Orton, followed by Heath Slater. Number 37 is Babatunde. Oh, yeah. I I know that Babatunde is 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 one of your favorites there. That's who I had picked him in the rumble. Um, you might also know him as what either hit? as either Dabakato or as Commander Aziz. Yeah, either him or Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh, trust me, we'll get to Shane here in the in this series. Just you wait. Um, number 38 is Baron Corbin. Um, 39 is Titus O'Neil. Um, obviously, Titus World Slide. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Um, was that, was that, was that work? Was that a work? The slide? Yeah. No, that was real. <laughs> no, no, that, no, no, that was real. He almost, he almost, you saw the thing under the ring, the beam, he almost cracked his head open. Like seriously, that could have gone really bad. Yes, yes, and again, like not that you know, like we're not. I don't want to say for him like, oh, well, WWE. No, it was just a freak, freak accident. It could have been a freak accident. Bad. Yeah, um, I do like well, uh, how. Sorry, God. Uh, watching it too, the when the announcers started laughing, like boy, it, it got me. It it got me bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. Um. Yep. So, Titus is thirty nine. Forty is Dan Matha. Sure. Uh, pull up Google here. Um. Oh my gosh, he looks like a dick with shoulders. Not dick with shoulders. No T lass. Ugh. Well, not no, sorry, not that he's a dick with shoulders, but you know, no, but he coined uh, the term. Yeah, yes, yes. Let me correct myself here. Um, yeah, so no one cares. Um, looks just like Nathan Jones, though. Um, number forty-one is Braun Strowman, uh, followed by Ty Dillinger, Kurt Hawkins, Bobby Lashley. Uh, 45 is the great Kali. Uh, because yes. Um, then we get Kevin Owens. Uh, 47 is Shane McMahon. Uh, then we get Shelton Benjamin. 49 is Big Ass. Uh, and then number 50 is Chris Jericho. Now, who didn't know he was fucking 50? <laughs> um, Big Show and Kane were scheduled for this, uh, but they were both injured coming in, so they got replaced. So I don't know if that's maybe the reason why they called in a favor for Jericho, or we got Shane McMahon, or Dan Matha, or fucking Baba Tunde. I don't know, but Baba Tunde. <laughs> um, but that's that. Um, 
get to the final three, though, um, Braun Strowman, uh, Big Ass, and Daniel Bryan. Um, to this point, Braun Strowman has eliminated 11 people. Um, don't worry. Um, he, um, sorry, he's at 12 at this point. Um, because Big Ass eliminates Daniel Bryan after an hour and 16 minutes. Um, because let's not forget, we tried to push him as a single star. Um, <sighs> and then Braun Strowman eliminates Big Cass, um, to get the win. Um, and <laughs> Braun Strowman's got the trophy. He's got the title belt. It it means fucking nothing. Jack shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not, not, a, not a damn thing. Yep. Um, Strowman's in the ring with Vince and a Saudi dude. Um, fireworks, posing, um, just before the five-hour mark for this show. Yeah, it, it, this was a long one, boy. If you count the video package at the end, it's five hours and one minute. And let me tell you what, your boy buzzed a lot of it. Not gonna lie. Uh, I mean, I, I, I watched most of it. I mean, I, I did buzz some well, of it. Well, it got to the, it got to the point where I was watching it, um, just sped up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because I mean you're not missing anything. Yeah, when I when I say buzzed, I mean I'm not skipping matches, but no, if, but if, if there's yeah. some dead air, I'm skimming. It, mm. it, a five hour show, not happening. Nah dog. Um so yeah, Braun Strowman wins the Gur. Um he's firmly cemented in um WWE history. Um, <laughs> hooray! Uh, final thoughts on the Gur. Oh, that's terrible. Awful. I don't think it's as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Well, because um, there are I mean, some at least passable matches in this. Um, seeing the Triple H is good. Um. No, no, no. You, you're right. No. It, it's not a complete dumpster fire, but I mean, necessarily. <laughs> I, I, I won't watch it again. It's not a dumpster fire. It's just a small brush fire. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit to sift through, but I think there are redeeming factors to this card. Like I said, there's seen a Triple H. Um, Cedric Alexander Kalisto is fine, even with the crowd being the way that that it is. Um, SmackDown tag title match, even with its five minute status, it was okay. Um, the ladder match was good. Um, the WWE Championship match was good until the wonky finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. Everything else. Including the Rumble, you can take a pass on. The Rumble, if it look, I watched it and I was doing other things with it on in the background. So if you're if you've got a rainy day and you need something to throw on, there are other things 
that you can throw on. Um, I wouldn't recommend this one, but it's an hour and 17 minutes for a Rumble match. I wouldn't. Do with it what but you I mean, will. But hey, do yeah, do you. Yeah, you do you, boo. So that wraps up another retro review. Um, Jeff probably hates me. Uh, oh, that that went out of the window a long time ago with with Kiwi. Oh, thanks. I uh, really appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, uh, Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine? Jeff M Hall One. Uh, you can follow the podcast at WP Pod One. Um, listen to the podcast wherever podcasts can be streamed and listened to. Um, let's talk about next week's show because this one let's I'm very it. this one I'm very excited for. Um, and I already know you're going to be really excited for this. Um, so we are covering a WCW show next week. Um. This is Super Brawl 2. Which Super Brawl 2? 1992. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, The main event is Lex Luger uh, defending the world title against Sting. Um, Now, I know what you're thinking. It's staying in all of his fucking Judy chops. Um, this yeah, is but... also the Lex Luger era where he's with Harley Race. It, so it's actually is... pretty good. Yeah, this is this is the best it's gonna get, so I can't I can't say too much. Um other notable matches we have a young flying Brian Pillman t- taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. Um we see the return of the computerized man of the nineties, Terrence Taylor. Uh <laughs> God, I, I I saw that and I was like, fucking A, yes. Computerized um, man of the 90s. Um, we have Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby taking on the Steiners. Um, and Rick Rude taking on Ricky Steamboat. Oh wow. Yeah, this is a loaded show. And this is I, I wouldn't say it's me make, making up for making you watch a Saudi show, but I figured this is a good way to... Close um, enough. Yeah, it's a good way to get back in your good graces. Um, so for all those listening, uh, be sure to tune in to our next episode of the Retro Review as we take a look at WWE Super Brawl 2 uh, from 1992. Um. In in the meantime, feel free to check out any of our other retro reviews. Uh, we've recently done um, TNA Genesis 2010. It starts our TNA series for the year with Travis Lasseter. Um, covered Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor 7 from 2013. That's our Jay Briscoe Memorial Show. Um, and we've also covered the god-awful 97 sold-out show. Um by WCW and NWO. So check those out. Also check out our exclusive interview that we had uh, with, with England's greatest export, Oliver Gunner and Mr. Ben Sheeran. Um, like we said, it was a very fun way to spend an hour. Um, yeah. good, good dudes there. Um, so please go check those out and follow them on the socials. You can go to our Twitter page, WP pod one to get those direct links. 
As always, we appreciate you listening. If you like what you're listening to, feel free to share with friends, family. Um, we would we would definitely appreciate it. Um, and until next time, um, stay pure. Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast, sponsored by Anchor. Remember to turn notifications on so you don't miss any episodes. Follow on Twitter at WPPod1 for all announcements and updates.